Okay. So, I just woke up from this vision and see what happened was, and I'm going to just talk about everything that I saw in this vision because maybe it'll make more sense to me later. I woke up and I'm at this like rec center type place, more like a park or hangout spot. But um, I'm there and I'm with a group of people. And we're there, and I believe my brother and my sister was there, but it seemed like it fluctuated, like, (sighs) excuse me, for a point in time, my brother wasn't there, for a point in time, my sister wasn't there. I'm walking down a sidewalk, and all I know is, like, I'm actively fighting so many different things all the time, like, just different people, different perspectives. Like this, it's like a battle going on nonstop constantly. While there's also the battle to change myself, change the way that I view this world, change the way that I change my perspective. And, you know, allow God to guide me into the version of myself that is transformed. Excuse me, allow God to transform me so I'm walking down this sidewalk and like I have like a punching bag like it's like the single punching bags that kind of look like like birthday balloons and like when you're a kid you just put stuff in your mouth and like I guess like I'm feeling like a kid again because I'm at the park or a park type place I just put the whole punching bag in my mouth I'm actively fighting whoever, whatever it is, because I have to ignore, you know, perverted comments and thoughts. Like, things are perverted. And, you know, anything concerning that draws attention to your mouth or your body or just past history with dating anything like that like when you're around guys and like you even think like just even think like everything it's everything because when you're around people you're thinking i'm a i'm a woman this is a man you know man and woman and then it's like your mind ventures off into things after that so just throughout this healing process actively fighting you know, learn behaviors and the way society has kind of taught you to think about things, taught you to see the world. Even if you don't necessarily realize that's what you're doing or or realize that, that you are like that, just what is happening. So, I may not have realized it directly, but in my heart, I know, in my spirit, I know that since I was way younger, I've been fighting what society tells you or how society tells you to look at the world, which I'm sure a lot of us have, because at one point you were just you, individual, you know, 
unimpressionable. And just a clean slate with no, you know, standards. You're, you know, no self-consciousness of who you are or where you stand in this world. Just yourself unapologetically. And at some point... The world taught you to compare different qualities or characteristics about yourself to what this world has to offer and where you will land. And unfortunately, when we watch TV or we look at magazines or we listen to music, all these different things play a part on your self-esteem and who you feel like you are or how good you feel like you are because of what is glorified. And so I've been actively fighting this for years now because I never fit and I'm, I am an, an individual. I am different. I'm me. And for me, I've always been taught that the basis of your identity starts with the Bible. God should tell you who you are. You are different. You are you. It's only one you in this world. And it was always difficult to keep up with those standards because you live in this world with a lot of people who are disregarding the standards of the Bible. Right now, and for a while, you know, I'm trying to unlearn a lot of this behavior, tear down a lot of the sin and filthiness in my mind and my thoughts and the way that I see the world so that I can get a better grip and understanding on getting back to the standards that the Bible tell you to uphold, living in God's truth and in God's word. So I'm working on that actively every day and it causes you to have to come out of you know, flesh completely, which means oftentimes disregarding outward beauty or outward appearance as a whole. But even when you're trying your best to disregard your own outward appearance or outward beauty as a whole, sometimes it's difficult to still do that and see that in the world or do that with what you see. So you still have mindsets and different things that you are trying to tear down and rebuild, rework, and, you know, tailor to fit God's standards. And it takes a miracle after how we have been conditioned to think about ourselves and about our community and about our people and, and you know, about this world how we've been trained to think and feel. And oftentimes a lot of us feel like, well, I like this, but I don't like that. But you have to not like any of it. You have to tear it all down. You have to, you know, reject all of it, everything. And you have to completely accept God's word 100% being the only thing that you actually compare yourself to or, you know, apply in your heart at all. You can't pick and choose. What? Because what happens is, when you're in a process of tearing down these different things and standards of this world, what happens is when you are backslidden and you are picking and choosing different things that you actually want to keep and you don't want to keep, 
you are choosing for yourself and you're, you know, taking the place of God, making yourself seem to be or feel as if you are superior to God, as if your limited logic and perspective could ever be bigger, better, greater, or, you know, more considerable than God's perspective, than God's word, God's truth, God's view, what God sees. So when you pick and choose and what I've been, you know, battling with and going, going through, you know, more intricately, because these are things I've already known, but I just want to break it down. But what I've been battling with and going through more intricately is as I'm trying to tear down everything and accept God's word, what happens is I'm still accepting certain things. I'm not tearing down everything. I'm still saying, well, I want to keep this and I want to keep that. And so it creates a like a ripple wave effect in the rest of my views on the world. And since I don't know what to keep and what to leave, I'm just being picky and choosing, you know, based off of what makes me feel more comfortable and not just letting it all fall down and, you know, letting God rebuild it up as I am trying, but, you know, I'm being fought on it and oftentimes failing to, you know, be a hundred percent. What happens is what I pick and choose as something that is okay isn't for a lot of other people. A lot of other people, their view, their perspective, they would not have chosen that. They wouldn't have seen it that way. They wouldn't have appreciated that view or perspective on the world. This is why we cannot assume that our right is right because it's not. God is right. And if he says everything in that Bible needs to be obeyed, and so this is what you need to do, you have to do it. No questions asked, and whether you understand or agree with it or not, because we don't know better for ourselves. Like when your parent tells you when you're like five years old not to put something in your mouth, you just want to put something in your mouth. You're a kid. You're, you know, you're learning you know, different things about yourself, taste buds and textures and, you know, different things of that nature. But your parent knows better. Your parent knows what that is. Your parent knows what that'll do. Your parent knows what that leads to. That's God. He knows everything. He knows that what you're putting in your mouth is not good for you. It can lead to sickness or it can lead to, you know, A mistake, an accident happening. So you have to just allow him to guide you. No questions asked. You just have to be obedient whether you agree with it or not. But when you become older and you are an adult, you believe that you are in jurisdiction to choose for yourself by now. You're starting to feel as if I know better. I've learned from experience. And so I can pick and choose without God's help or direction on everything, what I need and what should go in my mouth or what should come out of my heart because it's not what goes in, but what comes out. The power of life and death is in the tongue and nothing you ever eat or intake can ever defile you, but what comes out of your mouth, what comes out of your heart is what defiles you. So the Lord has been speaking to me a lot recently about idle speaking 
being very careful what you say. And I, I, I try to be very careful. And I pray that when I speak, anyone whose ears that this falls upon, that they receive it in the right manner. In the name of Jesus, I pray that anybody who received this message receives it as they are supposed to. In your mighty name, Lord Jesus, amen. But also, you know, just taking into consideration that, as I said, our perspectives are limited and oftentimes wrong. And if you see it from someone else's perspective, they may feel that you are completely wrong in thinking or believing this. And this is what you chose to keep, assuming that it was okay. So I'm seeing that. I'm seeing the effect that that has. You know, first of all, foremost, my limited knowledge of this world for the 25 years that I've been been here is already difficult because I don't even know a lot. I don't know enough. And the little that I do know, I'm picking and choosing whether it's right and and worthy of staying and none of it is. And God is tearing it all down and saying, this is what belongs. And that looks like a complete, totally different transformed lifestyle than what I'm used to. And so it's difficult to get used to. But it's about being, you know, forgiving of yourself as God is forgiving of you. You are filthy. You're a sinner. Accept that and know that. Do not be haughty and high-minded about yourself or the things or about your perspective on life feeling as if you know better than God but also you know taking just allowing God to transform you allowing his word to rule over every single thought or perspective that you may have and so I fight that actively you know allowing him to transform you it's difficult when you still have to be in this world that shape the thinking that you have you're out and about and these different environments, they're nostalgic. They're reminding you of the way you grew up, different mindsets that you developed in growing up. And so you're actively fighting that pattern of going back into thinking these different things or, or saying these different things or believing these different things are okay. And you find yourself... at odds with God, at odds with him. He loves you. He forgives you. And I'm very hard on myself so that I can be better for him. He loves you and he forgives you, but these are constant reminders I'm noticing. Like all of the adversities that I'm facing are exactly what God intended, not that it is always justified not that it is always you know the right way to do things but it does get the job done what god meant for bad excuse me what the devil meant for bad god is going to use for good so these difficult obstacles that i'm facing are help to trans helping to transform me into the woman that god called me to be because 
in order to avoid these situations, these nasty situations that get out of hand fast. I have to hold on to God and I have to allow him to guide me. And in doing so, he is transforming me. And it takes a miracle because we are conditioned. Whether we want to admit it or not, we're conditioned. We're conditioned to believe you, we are better than others and to be judgmental. So I'm I'm battling and dealing with that on different levels. And so I'm at this park and I'm walking with this guy. He's cool. He's like, he's, he seems welcoming and comforting and, you know, just relatable. But this mindset that I still have, this perspective on the world that I still have, that I'm battling, that is still slipping through the cracks because I'm not doing all the work I need to do, is slipping through. It's overflowing and it's you know I can't catch everything all the time when I'm not doing everything I'm not a hundred percent I can't catch it all and you get so tired of fighting everything and fighting everyone you know it shouldn't be so difficult to become a better person in this world but it is and also, that's a mindset that makes you feel entitled to anything. And I don't want to feel that way. But all I know is I'm being attacked more. But I'm used to it because this is part of the journey that I've been on. And then it starts to bring into perspective how it was possible for someone to have recognized that I was a demon hunter just by... Being in my mind. Because when I'm actively fighting different things, like I'm fighting, like my spirit is fighting for my body. My spirit is fighting for my destiny. My spirit is fighting for my future. You know, fighting to come out of my body, actually. So when I'm looking at the world and I'm thinking these different things, but then I'm checking myself and I'm saying, that's not okay. That's not right. You know, I want the truth. I want to wake up. I want to know who I am. I want to see these things differently. I want to change my perspective. I want, you know, I want to be who God called me to be. I want to be what we are supposed to have been before the traumas and all the broken homes and all the different, you know, obstacles that this world has taken taken us all through and broken us down to a place where we start to behave and think and, you know, live on these principles and perspectives. And I'm actively fighting that every day. And when I'm fighting that, I guess that is how you're hunting down these demons. You know, I, I don't know if everybody's a demon hunter, but we do have power and authority over demons. So maybe what makes you a demon hunter is when you allow God to help you to fight these things. You look to God for guidance on these things. You seek him first in all that you do when it comes to these different issues and different things that you face that you don't quite understand which way to go or where to start. And it feels it's so much bigger than, than you. You don't want to give up. You want to keep fighting and you want to be transformed 
when you seek God, he has you fighting these things. You are start you you become a warrior. You're you join his army and you begin to fight these different demons that you know are encouraging and enhancing this type of thinking, these mindsets, this behavior. So maybe that's how someone may have noticed that I was a demon hunter, you know, because different things would approach me like different things I would think. I would approach different things and different things I would think in my mind and my heart. And then I would actively seek God to, you know, fight and tear down these perspectives that I felt were hurtful, hindrances, weights, doing my best to let go and overcome and the Lord in the process has commissioned me to his army that's what happens when you choose to fight instead of succumbing to society's society standards and saying hey it's okay for them to think for me I don't have to be myself I don't want to be myself. I don't want to know who I am. I don't want to know the truth. I don't want to live in it. And when you start denying that truth inside of yourself, you know, that's where the fight begins. That being said, a few things happen and like nothing major, but I can just feel things going on in the spirit. And I feel as if like I'm transforming into different people by the second because these are all the people who are showing up in the process of my, you know, mind journey. And I'm hanging around in this crowd and I'm fighting something very specific lately, but it's still all the same. It's not more important than this entire battle as a whole. It would never be. But it can seem that way when you're, as I said, your logic and your perspective is limited, which is why we need God, who is not, where there's no, who who has no limitations. We need Him. So, doing my best to think of Him in all that I do and be transformed, because that's the only right out I'll ever be. And. just noticing different environments and like different things in my mind that I'm thinking randomly just seemingly coming to randomly just happening and coming to pass and I know what I'm fighting what I'm fighting is someone who or different things not that they are super important but different individuals or different things seemingly that are triggered by certain thoughts that run through my mind or certain perspectives that I have on the world that I'm actively fighting you know, the fact of the matter is none of us are in a position to judge anyone else. None of us are ever in a position to feel as if, you know, I don't like it, what it is that you said and I don't like what it is that you did and I don't like who who you are and that for that matter, I feel like you're wrong and we're all wrong. We're all so wrong. The worst thing you could do is judge a brother or sister. Because you will be judged by the standards that you judge. You will be forgiven by the standards that you forgive. You won't be loved by the standards that you love, That you love, though. God's always going to love you so much more. But forgive to be forgiven. Do not judge 
God is the only one capable of judging. And Jesus doesn't judge. He accepts each and every single last one of us. He loves us and all sin is equal. We're all filthy. No one is innocent. Without sin are better than the other. Besides, of course, children who are being shaped and are not responsible for their actions until they are at an age of understanding. They're the only ones innocent in this situation ever, in any situation, regardless of what anyone may think. So just just reminding myself to have childlike faith then, you know, be innocent, be pure hearted, be guided by God and be obedient to his word. At all times, non-judgmental and accepting, loving without fear or distrust or judgment. So this is just something I noticed, even though it's, it's not something I've been talking about. It's something I felt. So, I've been feeling this for a while, and I think that's something. It just has been brought to perspective recently. Like, you know, like I kept hearing throughout this process so much, you know, because you're light, because you're light skin, you think you're better. And then it just was brought into my perspective, like just recently, like literally. I want to say it wasn't, I didn't already recognize this behavior, but I possibly couldn't have sounded wrong in it because of what's, you know, because of how conditioned my mind has been, you know, to believe these different things from based off entertainment, TV, and, you know, society standards. But, you know, it's the way that I maybe see people and look at them and place myself in a category in comparison enough to them and this is why people are oftentimes saying to me because you you're light-skinned you think that you're better and you know for so long I couldn't see you know the wrong in my actions and I felt that I was being singled out belittled berated and targeted and I, I thought that the world was crazy and everybody who said that was just nitpicking and jealous and just, you know, just trying to find something to be upset about. And all of that may still be true in different words, of course. Because when it came down to it, the Lord didn't really want me, didn't really think that it mattered which part of it was wrong, but that it all is. And so when it came down to it, what people thought was wrong about me, I may not have been able to see it throughout the process. And the Lord didn't think that that was important for me to see it. What was important was that, you know, I start understanding what type of behavior is acceptable. 
not, you know, this is offensive to this person or that's okay with that person. You don't change and shape yourself to this world because it's constantly changing. You change and shape your yourself to God's, you know, God's God, to God's truth and God's word. You become obedient, obedient to Christ. So, you know, there is this almost like urge to want to apologize or feel guilty for different perspectives that I wasn't able to see, you know, or that weren't brought, brought into perspective or seen as top priority, but at the fact of the matter is anyone who wants you to prioritize an issue that they have is wrong. They're wrong. All sin is equal. So any mistake that I'm making and any sin that I'm living in should be treated the same, not just because you are offended by a certain subject. But by all means, God is using you. He's using you to get me to see that. See, I may not see how I offended you or what part makes me wrong, but I do understand that I'm wrong. And so that's the first step to trying to be made right. And in that process, when you're seeking God and he's making you right, he'll fix everything along the way. But as long as you are shaping yourself to someone else's opinion, you'll find you're never going to be good enough for anybody. You can't please everybody. So please God. And everything else goes out the window. So I think that, you know, I've encountered situations that are like, no, care about this, care about that. And it's like, you know, I can't care about everything because I encounter so many people. I can, but I, you know, it's difficult as one human being, imperfect at that, to care about everything. But I can please God. I can do everything in my power to please him. And then by then, whatever your opinion is, does not matter. It doesn't matter because I know he's right. That's it. We don't have to battle about who's right and who's wrong anymore. God's right. I choose him. I'm choosing up. That's it. So then, you know, any battle after that is worth fighting. At least you know you're fighting the right one after that. So that's something that's been brought into perspective just just recently. And I mean, not recently, I've known it, but, you know, just literally, I guess, individually. But I realize that God is checking me. He's checking the situation. Because I want to be hard on myself, like, man, how could this whole time I not have seen that? And everyone's been telling me that, and I've just been feeling like, you know, 
you're wrong about me, you're wrong about me. And they were right. And the fact of the matter is, no, they're not right. And the Lord had already shown me that in this process because, you know, when it came down to fighting for my life, I realized that it was nothing I could have done right to please people. But God saved my life. And so now I have to live for him and please him. And after that, you know, yes, the battles will never end or stop. But as I said, I'm living for God. So I guess after, you know, understanding that I couldn't possibly, you know, appease everyone or understand where they're coming from all the time, every time. Even in understanding that I'm just not sometimes mature enough to see it from that perspective. Maybe later I will have understood what they were saying. But past that, it's about the fact that once you're trying to please God, these battles never stop either way. At least you're fighting on, you know, on the right side for the right things. And you don't have any doubt or question about that, despite what anyone says. And, you know, then it becomes, you know, well, when you start, when you try, when you start fighting and you start to behave and carry yourself in a Christ-like manner, then the conversations become, well, I don't know if I agree with God. And after that, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because it's not about your agreeance with him. I mean, yes, it's great for you to come into agreeance with God. It is great for you to choose to agree with God. It is great for you to choose God. But whether you agree with God or not does not change whether he's right or not. And when I chose him, you know, I decided that I was going to fight whatever battle came my way that was not in agreement with God. So pretty much what I'm saying is you could tell me everything I was wrong about and I'll agree with you. Yes, I'm wrong in so many different ways. Here's what I'm doing about it. I'm choosing God and I'm allowing him to make me right. I'm not quite there yet. I'm not perfect. But God is always right. And in choosing him, I have confidence that I will be made right. If, of course, I take and apply his word and his guidance in my heart. And then after that, if someone is still dissatisfied with that answer and feels, well, I think you should listen to me. There's nothing else for you to say. You already said who you're listening to. They don't agree with that. They just don't agree with it. So be humble. Yes, I'm wrong. Don't say, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. Just say, yes, I'm wrong. God is right. I choose God. And also what goes along with that is actually doing everything that you can to be led by him and applying his word to your heart. Because if you're not walking or acting in a Christ-like manner, of course it's going to be difficult for someone to, you know, 
see that you're being made right by God. You have to actually actively do that and show them so that, you know, they can see. But also understand that when you're when you know when you're doing the work, doesn't matter what they can see. It doesn't even matter what you can see. You're blind. The blind can't lead the blind. God can see. Blindly follow him. So that's just what's on my heart. What God put on my heart after waking up from this vision. And maybe this was exactly something someone needed to hear. Or maybe this was just necessary. But I'm going to continue to actively fight. I notice I've been backslidden, but I'm fighting different battles in the spirit right now. Oh, another thing I wanted to add, I keep seeing this demon that looks like a bird. And then like the birds are more like the birds in the neighborhood, in the area. They're louder. You know, it's been a couple of days, but they'll hit up against my window. And I feel like the Lord is showing me and I hear, I hear bird, 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 bird. It's the birds, you're a bird, 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 bird. I feel maybe the Lord is showing me that, you know, maybe the demon that I'm fighting right now in the spirit has a lot of relation to these birds. And somebody might say, no, you don't need to listen to Satan and his deceptive and his, his deception and lies. And they, they, they will be right. But, or God's going to say that. And he's right. But just to specify the journey I'm on and what I feel that I'm facing right now. I saw a bird demon. The eyes kind of overlap in a, in a flat kind of way. And it kind of resembles like how birds are drawn or look. I believe that is responsible. So I'm going to keep fighting. I, I feel that when I look back and take these things into perspective, I possibly could put different points together, even in my countenance. And the different battles I'm facing, what I'm speaking about facing, in, in comparison to who I actually was battling at the time. So, that's also a benefit of this. Kind of like science. You know, God is science. God is everything. But, I still want to be careful about the words I speak, you know, and the intention behind them. 